0: Welcome to Black History 365 Throwdown, a series where I explain, educate, and explore historical events, unsung black figures in world history, and recount the struggles and triumphs of black people worldwide. I'm your host, Yusuf and in this episode, I'll be presenting the story of Ma Rainey, aka the Mother of Blues, and a quick review of the recent film about her story and artistry. Ma Rainey was referred to as the Mother of the Blues, which is an ode to her brilliance in transforming the genre despite a relatively short recording career during christmas week netflix released Mar rainey's black bottom starring viola davis as the brazen but passionate blues legend and the late chadwick Bozeman in his final film role as levy which brought new attention to rainey's captivating and mystifying story even though the film doesn't have an exciting plot it doesn't make up for it i believe with this character development and the entertaining dialogue that keeps the story moving smoothly. From Sylvester, the stuttering young announcer for Ma Rainey, Bozeman's character, Levy's fiery temperament, which culminates to an awful ending he quickly regrets, to Ma Rainey's relentless effort to get all her records and accommodations done right no matter who challenges her. Since we don't have any footage or much stories about Ma Rainey, Davis did a wonderful job portraying an unwavering musician that aspired to reach success in her recordings in her style and was unapologetic in in ways when it came when it came to her sexuality and being a black woman during a time when segregation was embedded in everyday life in the South. So who was Ma Rainey? Like I said before, Ma Rainey title as the mother of the blues is an ode to her unremitted genius in transforming the genre despite a relatively short recording career the film is uh, adapted from august wilson's broadway play of the same name the film explores an intense 1927 chicago recording session between Rainey and her band members With Davis delivering an unapologetic portrayal of the singer and how she looks has been greatly stereotyped in cinematic history and in life, the Oscar winner said in an interview with Zora. I didn't want Ma to physically look like she was apologizing for herself. I wanted her to switch. If those breasts were hanging out like that, they just hung out. She was unapologetic about her sexuality. I just feel like in playing her, I had to honor that. Davis, however, is not the first to portray the icon. Whoopi Goldberg starred as the blues singer in the 2003 Broadway revival of Wilson's Play, a role originally played by Theresa Merritt in 1984 and Monique in the HBO film Bessie. Though her pioneering contributions to blues music, Rainey has ascended to a level of posthumous celebration so well-deserved adortion. It all started in Georgia where Gertrude Ma Rainey Bridget was born in Columbus sometime around 1886 though census records state that she was born in Alabama in 1882. Although the details of her childhood are unclear Rainey was, was at least four children born to Alabama natives Thomas and Ella Bridget. At age 14 Rainey became to start, she started to begin performing in local tent shows. Eventually, catching the eye of musician uh, William Pa Rainey, who was more than ten years her senior. The couple wed when Rainey was 18, and from there they would hit the road working as traveling performers. They founded the Alabama Funmakers Company and later joined the Rabbit Foot touring minstrel shows, billed as blackface song and dance comedians jubilee singers, and cake walkers. By 1914, the Rainies were known as the assassinators of the blues. Her marriage, however, didn't last very long. Rainey separated from her husband in 1916 and set off on a solo career. The origins of blues music can be traced back to the post-Civil War era, birthed from the hardships of the formerly enslaved Black Americans in the Deep South. The blues evolved from spirituals and work songs and became a way to air grievances while maintaining the tradition of oral storytelling through music. It is hard to define this music, said August Wilson, who wrote in his play, and we'll go on to quote saying that suffice it is to say that that is music that breathes and touches, that connects, that is in itself a way of being separate and distinct from any other. She was introduced to the blues in the early 1900s, years before it was defined as a music genre. Known by nicknames like Ma Can Can and Black Nightingale, Rainey captivated audiences belting out lyrics that echoed the agony and angst of Black life in the Jim Crow era. Uh, Rainey's performance style was a blend of gritty, sometimes intense moaning, call and response delivery, and emotional turbulence, which became popular that she performed for integrated audiences decades before segregation ended. In the early 1920s, Rainey migrated to Chicago where the blues scene electrified the city. Music producer J. Mayo Williams moved to the Windy City around the same time. Williams, one of the first Black NFL players, ended his football career and found success as a producer and music executive for Paramount Records. After signing Rainey to the label, she laid down her first blues recording in 1923, following the lead of Mamie Smith, noted as the first Black female artist to be recorded. Paramount marketed Rainey as the mother of the blues, a, fitted, a fitting title for her grandiose bravado. Weighing nearly 300 pounds, Rainey played up her stage persona with the flamboyant style of feather boas, flowing Sanqueen gowns, flashy jewelry, gold teeth, fur-trimmed jackets, and her signature headgear. Rainey was sharp-witted, often categorized as a shrewd businesswoman who traveled with an entourage that included a choreographer and dancers. She worked with some of the most influential actors of the era, such as T-Bone Walker and Tampa Red, and forged a friendship with Bessie Smith, whom she helped mentor. In 1924, Rainey recorded several collaborations with Louis Armstrong, including Jelly Bean Blues and Counting the Blues. That year, Rainey toured the South and Midwest with the Theatre Owners Booking Association backed by pianist Thomas Dorsey and the Wildcats Jazz Band. During her five years with Paramount, Rainey recorded more than uh, 100 songs, among them 1928's Prove It On Me Blues, a sultry offering drizzled with not-so-hidden references to Rainey's queerness it is arguably one of the earliest depictions of same-sex relationships in blues. One of the lyrics is rumored to reference a 1925 lesbian orgy that resulted in Rainey's arrest and undercuts the brilliance of Rainey's ability to subtly affirm her sexuality. She clearly hid lyrics about lesbianism in earlier recordings like Shave em Dry and Boo Weevil Blues, but also address issues like domestic violence and black eye blues. Rainey spent much of her professional life backed by male musicians, yet she never downplayed her complicated feelings for men, namely on songs like Trust No Man and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. As the roaring 20s came to a close, Rainey's career began to slow down. The music industry became one of the most tumultuous, you know, experiences when it came to the many casualties of the The Great Depression. Subsequently, Paramount went bankrupt and seized all recordings in 1932, ending Rainey's time with the label. The brand of blues that made Rainey famous had faded in popularity as swing jazz grew into a dominant genre. Rainey continued touring for a few years but retired in 1935. With her music career over, Rainey settled back in Columbus where she ran a string of theaters. The lyric the Air Dome, and the Liberty Theater. She died of a heart attack in 1939 at the age of 53. Over four decades after her death, Rainey began to receive widespread recognition. She earned a posthumous induction into the Blues Foundation, Blues Hall of Fame, and was later inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Grammys Hall of Fame. Her trailblazing blues technique inspired generations of artists, including Di- Mama Thornton, Melissa Etheridge, and Cindy Lauper, who dedicated her Memphis blues album to Rainey. Outside of music, Rainey's influence of uh, the writings of poets Langston Hughes and was the inspiration for The characters, Shug Avery and Alice Walker's Pulitzer Prize winning novel, The Color Purple. In 2004, Rainey was added into the Library of Congress National Recording Registry. Three years later, Rainey's former home in Columbus was turned into a museum. The Columbus natives legacy continues to be celebrated in their hometown, which hosted the first annual Ma Rainey's International Blues Festival in 2016. And this concludes this episode. For more information on this podcast, you can check out my blog at a real free flow words out blog and click on the tab black history 365 for more information and for my written blog posts on previous episodes. This show is made possible by anchor, which is providing a great and easy to use service for new and seasoned podcasters. If you enjoyed learning something new from this show, then make sure to subscribe on Spotify or whichever platforms you listen your podcasts on. By doing this, you'll stay up to to date with my future episodes. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. Remember that Black history should be learned about and celebrated every day, and not just in 28 days. So stay educated, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Yusuf Hersey, and until the next episode, peace.